Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. While plant-based beef patties or grounds, pork, sausages, and chicken nuggets abound, seafood alternatives are still relatively scarce, representing a significant and fast-growing opportunity that innovators and investors alike are moving quickly to seize. According to recent market analysis, the U.S. plant-based seafood market may be relatively small with about $12 million in sales in 2020 compared to the traditional seafood sales, which are upwards of tens of billions of dollars, and even small compared to the $1.4 billion of plant-based meat market. But it's growing fast, according to the nonprofit Good Food Institute, which clocked its year-over-year growth at 23% in 2020. Globally, the segment is predicted to grow even faster, with a recent report from FactMR projecting a 28% compound annual growth rate from 2021 through 2031, to eventually represent a $1.3 billion industry. This growth is attracting significant investment, upwards of $70 million in the first half of 2021, which is equal to the past two years combined, according to the Good Food Institute, which in turns is propelling innovation that ranges from mimicking seafood flavors, textures, and appearance with whole vegetables to proprietary technologies that also are layering in desirable nutritional content. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, category experts and players gathered at Natural Products Expo West in Anaheim earlier this month discussed the full potential of the plant-based seafood market, including what's driving consumer and investor interest in the segment, and what challenges innovators will need to address to drive trial and repeat purchase. So while the plant-based seafood industry currently is lagging behind the meat alternative category in terms of size, sales, and variety of options, Ashley Kindle, the category manager for savory and plant-based meats and cheese Ajivadon flavors, predicts it will grow much faster than meat and chicken alternatives, in part because they've blazed a trail and done some of the heavy lifting around consumer education and creating demand. In the plant-based seafood space, we're going to see a rapid rise, just as we did in the plant-based meat space. Um, You know, consumers are really, they really want a lot of variety of species. They want a variety of applications. They want a variety of dishes as well. So we're going to see, you know, the trend line that was in plant-based meats, it's going to be accelerated for plant-based seafood, for sure. And... You know, consumers are already telling us that they're willing to try plant-based products. In fact, 81% of consumers have said that they've tried plant-based products within the past year, right? And so they're, that's, that's higher than it was a couple of years ago, and that's going to keep you know, ticking up as the years go on. And in fact, 44% of consumers actually say that they've tried plant-based seafood and that they like or love it. And for somewhat of a niche product and for something that's a little bit newer to the market, you know, for them, that's pretty amazing that 44% of consumers say they like or they love it. So I think that there's really an opportunity here um, for the space um, for plant-based seafood. Kindle noted that many of the drivers for consumer interest in plant-based seafood are the same as for beef, pork, and poultry alternatives, 
but they might be more heavily weighted towards ethical environmental concerns, which will slightly alter the marketing roadmap. Um, in regards to consumer drivers for plant-based seafood, we see um, a lot of the same microtrends that are happening with plant-based meats. We see them happening in plant-based seafood, but kind of a slightly different. So in plant-based meats, the main drivers are really health and well-being, right? Um, and, and ethical concerns and environmental concerns are a little bit secondary. But uh, with plant-based seafood, we actually see a little bit of a reverse. So we see that ethical concerns, environmental concerns are really those top concerns. So things like overfishing of our oceans, pollution of our streams and our oceans and our waterways, and then climate change, right? The energy that it really takes to um, overfish and, and fish those, um, fish our oceans. So all of those things really play um, a large part um, in this plant-based seafood um, acceleration. And then if, as you're marketing and branding your product, think about the environmental concerns and that those are the key drivers for consumers. So brand that stuff as such if you're able to. And then secondarily, um, you know, some of the reasons for consumers secondarily are those health and wellness concerns. So allergies, um, mercury levels in fish that are rising, microplastic contamination in our oceans, all of those things, those health and well-being things, in the plant-based seafood space, that's a secondary consumer driver. Um, and those ethics and those environmental things are really those first things. You know, those nutritional labels, I think, are incredibly important. And getting those omega-3s, you know, it's easy to make any sort of plant-based option and just make it taste good, right? But getting that nutritional value that you're giving up um, from the traditional space and putting that in the plant-based space, I think, is going to be incredibly important. And, you know... Omega-3s, that, that is a concern. People love their fish for that reason. They eat fish for that reason. So making sure, you know, we have that option and that people, you know, innovate and create with kind of that in mind and that nutritional label in mind, I think that that's something to, um, for, for, you know, innovators in the space to definitely think about. And if you can really pack it to the same omega-3 levels um, as traditional fish, spot on. Good job. As an early mover in the plant-based seafood segment, Gathered Foods strives to check each of these boxes with its vegan fish brand, Good Catch, which CEO Christine Mee explains was founded with a mission to raise consciousness, reduce harm, and preserve the environment while simultaneously delivering a great culinary experience. Our mission really is about propelling change, you know, and when we propel change, we want to propel change by delivering craveable uh, plant-based food solutions and we start first with the ocean right so that all beings can thrive and you know propelling change it's tough work right and you've got to do it in a number of different ways and for us you know first and foremost it's about raising awareness you know it's like creating that dialogue it's about reducing harm and preserving environmental resources and so the best way we can go do that is really start on an environmental journey and create sustainable generational change and we do that just not only just providing general educational kind of um, uh, perspective but starting with our consumer-based brand which is uh, Good Catch. While the company is mission-based, Good Catch also has an obligation as a category pioneer to deliver on taste, experience, and nutrition so that consumers who are new to the segment will keep coming back. We prize kind of that, that 
that privilege to be able to the leading edge. And when we're on the leading edge, you know, we first start with being authentic. Um, and what's important is really kind of three things. It's about delivering texture because that makes you believable, right? I mean, if you're going to bite into, let's just say, a plant-based meat, it's going to be more of a hearty feel. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be more of a hearty feel. And But if you have that same uh, mouth feel, if you bite into some fish, we haven't delivered the texture. It's not authentic. So we spent a couple of years just trying to per, uh, perfect the texture on it. So once you have perfection on texture, then you can deliver taste. And that's really where our culinary heart is. You know, one of our co-founders is a, is a chef, and we absolutely integrate that uh, culinary art uh, into taste. And so now if you have taste and texture, we've got to make sure that we deliver protein. Because flexitarians, you know, for those who are like plant curious, they're looking to reduce their meat intake, right? But if we're delivering empty protein and they're having to scramble somewhere else, they're probably still not going to come back. So we really need to have that combination of texture to make it believable, taste to make it craveable, and protein to make it functional. One way Good Catch is able to deliver across all three of these requirements is with its proprietary six legume blend of peas, chickpeas, lentils, soy, fava beans, and navy beans, which combined create a light and flaky texture and offer a hefty dose of plant-based protein. The base is also versatile, which allows Good Catch to offer a wide variety of seafood options, which Yvonne Kendall says will be key to driving long-term consumer engagement in the category overall. Like many other players in the space, Mises at Good Catch began with tuna, but quickly expanded to offer shelf-stable and frozen alternatives in other popular seafoods. The top four uh, most highly consumed seafood categories are going to be tuna, salmon, crab, and shrimp. And so we first started with tuna, and so we have our shelf-stable plant, uh, plant-based good catch tuna, um, and we have those in three flavors. So we have them naked in water, uh, Mediterranean, and oil and herb. And we started with naked in water because if you're going to do this, again, it comes back to authenticity. We don't want to hide it, um, you know, behind a lot of other stuff. We can, because we've got those other two, but we came out with Naked in Water because we thought it was really important to do that, um, just to kind of be plain, right? So we have three shelf-stable, and we now have seven frozen skews. And so our first line is what we call the classic line, right? you got to be original, right? Um, and we have uh, the Good Catch Fish Burger, New England-style crab cakes, and Thai fish cakes, right? And... Uh, that has been in retail since the summer of 2020. And then in the summer of 2021, so last year, we introduced our breaded line, where we have breaded fish fillets, fish sticks, and breaded crab cakes, which are more entree style as opposed to the appetizer style and the classic line. And then just in January, we launched our salmon burger, so an extension now of our classic line. So. In essence, we have now uh, tuna, whitefish, crab, and salmon. And then this summer, we'll uh, come out with a food ser- in food service with shrimp. So we're trying to cover, you know, all the different categories um, to appeal to consumer choice. 
This strategy is paying off for Good Catch, which is growing fast in retail and food service. We will probably more than double again this year. Um, we started in the U.S. Um, and we've expanded into Canada. We also have presence in the U.K. and a number of different countries in Europe. And we also have had a learning strategy that we entered in the fall of last year into Singapore. So in total, 85% of the business is still in the U.S., but we're in about 22 countries um, today. We got into 5,500 doors uh, the first year. Last year we were over over 12,000 doors, 6,000 stores. Um, so the team has really doubled down in creating presence. Um, we had the great fortune in, uh, in the fall of 2020, uh, still in the height of the pandemic, we had um, a food service partner willing to take a chance with us, and that was Veggie Grill. And Veggie Grill also uh, put us on the map as a good catch tuna melt. So um, we have, that started us off, right, in, in food service. So we're in various, um, various food service partners across the country. Um, one of them actually is Whole Foods. Um, we're in the prepared food section. So we have the Good Catch uh, tuna sandwich and the Good Catch uh, tuna tub, depending on which store you go into. We're in Bear Burger. Um, we actually did a, um, a test market in five cities last summer at Long John Silver's. And so um, we're pretty excited about being able to continue that partnership in 2022. So more to come on that. Um, but we had uh, uh, our breaded filet and our breaded crab cake there. And so really, really happy about people wanting to learn, wanting to come on the journey. It will take time, um, but we're definitely on the road. Industry newcomer Current Foods is also carefully balancing taste, texture, and nutrition as it tries to woo consumers to the plant-based seafood segment with its recently launched take on smoked and filleted salmon and sushi-grade, ready-to-eat plant-based tuna in cubes and as a filet. The CEO and co-founder of Current Foods was able to recreate the soft, whole-muscle mouthfeel of raw fish by skipping the high-moisture extrusion that some players use to create their plant-based seafood, and able to deliver on nutrition by blending pea protein with algae oil and other ingredients. What we're not doing is we're not doing high moisture extrusion, so that's how a lot of products are made, and it's a great process extrusion, you know, but the, by the fact that it applies a lot of heat and a lot of pressure, it tends to create products that are a little bit harder, a little bit tougher, um, and, and sometimes cooked, uh, more of a cooked format, so we realized we wouldn't be using that kind of um, process. Um, ours is you know, a little bit more gentle in that regard so we can create a better mouthfeel that has high moisture um, and more of a, like, whole muscle feel. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, we pre-treat ingredients. We, um, we're we really specific with our ingredients and, um, you know, where we supply them. You know, pea protein's our main protein. It's actually quite nice. Um, we, you know, there's nothing there you can't see on the label. Bamboo fiber's good. It's good for texture. Um, you know, we have algae oil, which is not a fun ingredient to play with. It's like it can go oxidized really easily, and you get a really hard fishy, like an off fishy taste. But the good part of having it is we have omega-3s DHA, um, and that's a health benefit, right? That's one of the health benefits of why people eat seafood. So 
we're pretty happy about our Omega-3 profile. Um, and, you know, the product is, again, we're, we're pre, you know, we're just closing our seed round. Like, it's only going to get better. Like, this is just the tip. Like, we have layering technology that we'll deploy. Um, we're going to be incorporating more fats into the product. Beyond taste and nutrition, bringing down the price point for plant-based seafood will be a major challenge for the plant-based seafood industry, which is another reason why Current Foods focused first on ready-to-eat salmon and tuna. The company also is pursuing partnerships with established seafood companies as a way to further bring down costs while also easing supply chain challenges and reinforcing margins for all players. While Current Foods and Good Catch are focused on delivering nutrition through protein and healthy fats, Canadian startup Save to Sea is taking a different tact by offering plant-based smoked salmon and tuna salad that are minimally processed and made from whole foods, as the CEO and founder Aki Coltenbeck explains. Our whole thing is about, you know, simple ingredients and whole foods. We're... We need to find vegetables that can mimic the analog that, that we're, you know, replicating. So carrots are the same color as smoked salmon. <laughs> and, you know, as a, I've been vegan for five years now, and, and carrot locks is, is a thing that vegans... But if, you, if you've ever made it, you will know that it is a labor of love and <laughs> takes... Hours <laughs> and myself, as a uh, working mom of a three-year-old, I no longer have time <laughs> to to make homemade locks <laughs> for my bagels on Sunday morning. So you know, this is a, a convenient, ready-to-eat product for people who are looking to reduce their intake of animal proteins. And jackfruit is a magical fruit. Uh, again, you know, it, we didn't. So our tuna, it's a tuna salad. So again, ready to eat. It comes with the vegan mayonnaise, a hint of lemon, pepper. You literally open the bag and put it on a bread and, you know, you've got your, your, your tuna sandwich ready to go. But jackfruit looks like tuna. I mean, it looks like other, you know, meat analogs as well. But it, it looks like tuna with not a lot of processing. We position ourselves as... You know, there's a lot of plant-based products out there, but they're 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 pretty processed. Not all of them, some of them. Uh, and I I love my uh, you know processed plant-based burger as much. You know, I I have have had my share of A and W vegan burgers, um, but it's not something you can eat every day. And so, you know, as, and especially again, a mother of a three-year-old, I'm very conscious of what. Our family eats, you know, read labels very closely, and so we position ourselves as uh, minimally, minimally processed, made from whole foods, uh, so that it is something that you can feed to your whole family and enjoy, you know, regularly and not feel bad about. As illustrated by these three companies, the plant-based seafood segment may be young and small, but it's already offering a wide range of options that appeal to consumers' different nutritional needs flavor preferences, and usage occasions. At the same time, the rapid rise of sales and investment data suggests there is still plenty of interest and space in the segment for newcomers to jump in and catch this wave before it's too late. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. 
I hope that you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.